All right, guys, and we are back with another episode of It's, it's a, a Hang, Hang Thing. Thing. And, of course, in studio, we've been trying to get this guy on. Uh, first, we tried to get him on Live Local Fridays. He went on Live Local Friday, And he's going to so get on Live Local Friday again. again. <laughs> but then we do. We want him to, you know, sit down and talk with him. Uh, you know, talk about music, his life, his career. And, of course, we finally uh, did it, Ty. He's in studio. That's right. We got Joe Guam in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's it? Dude, okay. I love Joe's energy. I remember we've we had him in studio a few mm-hmm. times, and he's just he's a great person to have in the morning because I'll oh, yeah. tell you, like his energy is like, what's up? <laughs> like, I love it, man. <laughs> so we're so glad to have you on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Really, not close to do smart CLA. And thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule because this guy is lined up throughout oh, yeah. the year. He's oh, digging yeah. like That's crazy. a blessing. That's a blessing. I don't take that for granted. Thank you, Guam, for have, letting me have gigs. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, gosh. And it's it's great, too, because you are able to, you're a real, really true example of someone that's been able to take what they have a passion for and make it their life. Yeah. So how is that? How has that been for you? Uh, I mean, within the past how many years? When did it start getting all hectic and crazy? Where you're like, dang, I could do this full time. So, so I've been a professional musician for twenty years and two months. Wow. And wow. and define right professional. Later, mm. I play a note. I play a musical note for you. You give me some sort of money. <laughs> well, compensation, money, whatever. Compensation, mm. money. I, for mm-hmm. me, it was money, right? So I play a note for you, and that started when I was in the states. So the, for the first. 12 years of my musical career when I was living in the States, that's where I played. Then I moved back home in 2011, and uh, you know I have a professional side to me, which uh, in fast forward motion, I was a computer systems engineer, graduate from college. I worked as a computer systems engineer for Microsoft. I became a senior project manager of Microsoft, and then I became wow. the director. That's fast forward wow. what I did on the corporate side. And then I was doing music at the same time, and my wife's a monster musician. Shout out to my honey. Hi, Jackie. I love you. Uh, she's a monster musician we always just talked about just doing music mm-hmm. like pursuing music like either whatever it was music school music production music mm-hmm. you know performances whatever it was and so I looked at her one day and I was like honey this is not gonna be easier when we're 10 years older mm-hmm. so I was like uh, if we're gonna do this we should do this now so mm-hmm. I immediately I was actually we were actually on a plane to Arizona for vacation to go see her brothers, right? Actually, her brother was graduating from college. So I'm on my phone. I had a spreadsheet on my phone. Start typing up some numbers. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, just give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. And it's a long flight. And then finally I gave it. I was like, check it out. If I play this many gigs, if you teach this many students, if we produce and re- you know release music and do whatever we need to do, I was like, we can pay the bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not going to be amazingly mm-hmm. rich, mm-hmm. right? But we can pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, is this possible? And then it's just so crazy how like the world and the universe happens that not too long after that, uh, a month came where I ha- where I was I had I declined more gigs than I could play. Wow. Because either I was booked for work or booked for a gig or whatever, mm-hmm. I just had declined more gigs than I could play and I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, can you believe that?" Like it's crazy because when you're a musician, when you want to be a musician, mm-hmm. it's not like I can wake up tomorrow and go, I want to be a musician. I'm going to go apply for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's not, <laughs> there's no place that you can apply to be, you know, like if you want to be a, you know, if you want to be a, a, on, on, in somewhere in mass music, mass communications mm-hmm. or media, right. Mm-hmm. You can go apply to be in that field. 
It's not like that for music. Like you can't just wake up tomorrow and say that. Mm -hmm. You literally have to do a grind to work your mm -hmm. craft to get to the point where you think people will actually like you. And then you have to ask and find a way to get people to support the fact that you want to pursue music. Mm -hmm. So I stand here today with an ukulele guitar right here, getting ready to go to my next gig only because people support the fact that I mm -hmm. want to be a musician and they accept me in the community. If I go to another community, they don't know me at all. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I'm getting a job. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a nine to five. I'm going to go apply somewhere until I try to build mm -hmm. up the fact and, and try to serve people and give people value right. through music where they go, oh, this guy's pretty cool. We want to accept him. And I think that's a key in what you just said, too, is you want to be able to serve people because that's the matter of fact is that music performing it's not just about oh i want to be in the limelight oh i want people to notice me oh i want clout whatever i want to be recognized it's what can i provide for you and that's what i've noticed with joe's playing especially when we had the the digital global summit this mm -hmm. year um you know uh i think it was the first time that you and I did that an event. That was the first time right? you and I met. Right oh, dude, no, we did an event together. First time we did it, and the first time we met. Yeah. It was the yes. first time we did an event, and she comes up. Mm -hmm. well, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in, but you're right. She comes up as an MC. I was like, oh, are you the MC? She's like, yeah. I was like, oh, sorry, it's the first time we're making together. And she's mm -hmm. like, okay, can I jump in? I was like, anytime. Let me know. Go ahead. Yeah. Take it from there. Sorry, I jumped so in. I no, dude, I loved that because he was like, hey, man, just let me know whenever you want, and I'll fade out. And I think I was talking to Laura, uh, one of the GVB members mm -hmm. or uh, one of the event coordinators, and we were just like, wow, he's so good. And he's Thank able you. to you. really conform to um, the ambiance and uh, or I mean, contribute to the ambiance and, you know, know what mood to set. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's just it, when you're watching Joe, it's not just about him where he, he makes everyone in the room feel like they're a part of this whole thing and that's what um you know that stuff portrays in his music too you know he just you get a half a day spirit oh, with, me. with joe Thank first you. time i met joe was like i because i remember i was emceeing too and i believe the first time i ever saw joe perform was one of the guam music Guam Micronesia Island Fair mm -hmm. that I hosted. Uh, oh, this that's was right. Three, yes. three years ago. Yes, or yes, something. yes. I remember. I announced and I saw, I didn't see Joe yet. They gave me the lineup, and on the lineup was this name, Joe Guam. And I was like, Joe Guam. I've never, like, I've never heard. Mm -hmm. Like, I've you know, I've heard of some the bands, but this is the first time I've seen. Like, I saw this name, and I asked mm -hmm. people like, "Who's Joe Guam?" I was like, "Oh, it's a dude with a ukulele." I was like, "Okay, cool, cool." So <laughs> I saw Joe come in, set up, do the, the sound check, and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay that's Joe Guam." And introduced him, and right off the bat, he kicked off his first song, his first set. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, he's singing out of tune. With a ukulele. Right after that, I think the day after, I, I came to the office, and I was like, Chris, bro, I met this guy. He plays the ukulele. I was like, let me guess. So he's talking about Joe Guam. I was like, you know Joe Guam? I was like, yeah, I know Joe Guam. We've known each other for a while. I was like, yeah. can we get him on Live Local Fridays? And from then, that's when... I so guess it's I want to set the record straight, please. <laughs> oh boy! Gosh, podcast oh time. Boy. Andy Wheeler, pay attention. Ooh. So Andy was saying he's like, man, this guy's been dodging me on live local <laughs> fights for forever. Victorious, guys, dodging me. So I had to do a commercial, a voiceover commercial for um, one of the one of the gigs I had. Right. I was mm -hmm. doing a I was doing a partner, and they're like, hey, would you mind going in to do the voiceover to promote? I was like, anything that works in our partnership to help this, I would love to do. So I came in and I had to do the voiceover with him with victorious and so victorious like hey can we get you on live local fridays and i said yes 
I was like, when I have something to give. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're talking to me. I have a lot yeah. of stuff to give. So I, go, I, me- I remember that time. And I said, dude, think about this, man. I was like, personally, if, okay, so I'm not trying to plug anything, but I, 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 I do these episodes on my, on my Instagram, YouTube, and whatever Shameless channel. plug. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what it is. So no, no plug, but mm-hmm. I do these episodes sharing how I do what I do and why mm-hmm. I do what Little I do. Tips. Okay. I've, I've seen, yeah, right. I've seen okay. a couple of them. And um, so I do it because people have asked mm-hmm. a bunch of questions and I'm like, why don't I just try and just share what I do? And in those episodes, I talk about how when I stand behind a microphone, I'm serving the event. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like my mindset. Okay. Number one, I'm so grateful to be behind the microphone because literally when I stand behind a microphone, I'm playing for people. I go, oh my God, this gig is paying for my family to eat for another two weeks. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, mm-hmm. God. Right. So that's what I feel like. And I'm not there in, in, in some sort of like, oh, I'm a diva type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But not no buts. And when it comes to the live local Fridays, and he's like, can we get you on? I was like, I have nothing to give. Mm, okay. I was like, I don't have anything to give the audience, your audience and followers. I was like, I'm going to come out and play some music. Okay. I play music every day at my gig. Right. Mm-hmm. But I had nothing to give. So, I didn't want to come on there just as a self-promotion. Right. Mm. To me, in my head, it mm. felt like a self-promotion. Okay. Just like to get on, like, oh, he just wants to be a live local Friday. Just, like, I, I, don't need, I don't want that. That's not me. That's not what I do. I have nothing to give. But when I had music to give, and I, it's not music to sell because mm. I had a single that I yes. was releasing mm-hmm. that day that we did live local mm-hmm. Fridays. I had nothing to sell. The single was free. Mm-hmm. You can listen to it for free on Spotify. It was free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was free on Facebook. Everywhere it was free. So I had nothing to sell, but I had something to give. I finally had something to give you, the people of Guam. So I was like, dude, I can do Live Local Fridays now. I finally had something to give. We had been waiting for so long to record, and it just took a long time for me to get to recording. But finally, when I had something to give, I was like, Annie, I'm ready. And he's like, all right, I'm going to introduce the guy who's been dodging me, friend. I was like, oh, That's how he introduces you. Now the record is straight. <laughs> Andy Wheeler, I love you. Thank you so much. Speaking of Live Local Fridays, I was asked so are you gonna get him on live local friday and joe i'm gonna put you on the spot right here yeah. do you do you yeah. have okay so, i don't even have to i don't know, even have really, to convince him my thing for live local fridays is now that i have something to give we just released a single right thank you guys for being the world premiere hey you brought right. back my right. smile dude right. thank it you. is awesome and it. in fact uh i've we try to pretty much make it a point to play it at least once every hour. I mean, oh yeah, once thank every you. hour. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Because you know what? That I love the thing I really love about Joe's music is that you get his personality through it, mm-hmm. and he's the type of guy where he's so he has such a great energy. And you know how they say, you know, when you smile in your music, the audience can, can tell they mm-hmm. like, can hear it. And whenever you listen to Joe's music, you get that where oh, you just feel you. uplifted. And I was like. Dude, right off the bat when I first met this guy, I was like, I freaking love his energy. In fact, you just recall the first time you ever met him. The first time I ever met him, and what I mean by he's so good at conforming to the setting was... Guys, I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared right now. <laughs> yeah. It was for um, the memorial for the fallen officers. Oh, that's right. In, Whoa. Yeah, in yeah. What so, a powerful event. Yeah, so he. I just remember he was playing... Uh, 
Tears in Tears Heaven. Tears in Heaven. Oh, and I man, was that's like, such a song. whoa. I, was, I looked at him and was like, oh, shoot, that's Joe Guam. <laughs> I was like, yeah. he's so freaking good. I was oh, like, my God. Oh, thank right. you. I appreciate that. So, dude, how did you really learn to master your craft? I mean, you, you've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. So, where did you really start? I mean, was it just at home? Did you go um, to school for it? What was your whole so, backstory? So, my mom played, my mom played guitar. Uh, and my mom's whole family's musical. Um, mm. But I never took a lesson in my life. Uh, take that back. I took one lesson in the summer. And after that one lesson, I was like, Mom, I hate that. What was <laughs> oh, the lesson? A uh, guitar lesson. Okay. okay. I was like, oh, I hate that. I don't want to go back. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I don't want to go back. She's like, really, son? I was like, yeah, I don't want to go back. And then she's like, okay, piano. And I was like, I don't like this, Mom. <laughs> oh, man. So it was really interesting. So my mom used to jam backyard style with the family mm. and you know and you know family would always sing and that was kind of like the thing is family get together and we'd always sing and my mom's brother played guitar my mom's uncle played guitar so i was that little kid you know playing and i would go up and i just str- pull some <laughs> right. string well you know because you know my mom's playing the chords or whatever i strum it sounds good right so i would just do that and and then you know she never she never um you know she never prevented me from doing that she was always welcoming to me so mm. so she, you know, she got me a guitar, uh, really one super cheap one on sale, and then I just kind of started learning and figuring self taught and figuring out, and then learning wow. more and more and more. And then one day, uh, I heard like you know ukulele music on island music, and I was like, wow, that's what I want to learn how to do, you know. And then so um, I was playing guitar, I was trying to do the ukulele stuff on the guitar too. And then uh, so it started for me, the ukulele started for me when uh, my cousin uh, gifted me. He was he had a ukulele and he was like it was just in the corner. I was like, hey, do you mind if I just try that out? It just happened to be an eight string Kamaka ukulele, like, which they don't at that time. Okay, mm-hmm. Thai. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna talk about age here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> By the time no one sold ukuleles on Guam, nobody. There was no ukulele. You uh-huh. wanted an ukulele, you had to buy it from Hawaii or someone who was flying to Hawaii on the way back wow. had to get it right. So yeah, stop talking about age. Yeah. Not that old. Anyways, so I was like, hey, can I hang? Can I? Can I play that ukulele? And he's like, Yeah, of course. So he grabs the ukulele. He's like, Here, just take care of it. So I was, I, you know, I jammed it for a couple of years, and that's how I started learning and you know, wow. following all this, rewinding the cassette tapes. Wow, again, again. that's how you learn. Yeah, rewinding cassette. Not tapes. YouTube back this then, dude. There's no YouTube. Holy yep, cow! And then I rewinded so much that it, it warped. You know, it was like, oh man, this is tape warped. But Dang. then, so I was leaving for college. I graduated high school, leaving for college, and I go up to my cousin. I was like, Can I buy this from you? I want to buy this from you. And I was like, if I, if I can't buy it from you, I'm going to use my graduation money, my tinsuli, and can I buy this from you? If, I, if, if you don't sell it to me, I'm going to stop in Hawaii and buy one on my way. I'll, I'll give you money. And he, he goes, I'll think about it, you know, and then like, later that day, he's like, uh, he's like, here, this is my birthday, Christmas, graduation present for like four years. Take it. So I, has, I still have that ukulele to this oh day. So that's where it started with me, you know. And, and for some reason, like, learning the ukulele to me came a lot more a lot more naturally than learning the guitar. And then for some reason, like, getting back on Guam, like, in 2011, I, I played ukulele, like, pretty much solely in the States. And then when I got back to Guam in 2011, I was like, oh, I kind of like the guitar again. So I started playing mm. guitar again and... That's kind of how, and so I work. I play, you know, I'm playing music with my wife. We used to play for church, so you know, she'd play piano, I'd play guitar, ukulele, whichever one I wanted, bass, whatever. Wow, so So that's where I'll stop. That really just proved to me like I have no excuses because you know, personally, I've been wanting to learn guitar for years, and then now it's I want to learn the drums, but it's just a matter of taking the initiative. And you know, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, I have no one to teach me," but 
damn, dude, you're going back to the time when YouTube wasn't around. Nope. You're mm-hmm. rewinding the cassette tapes. Now, Grab. that just shows if you really have the drive, you will learn it. You'll so find a way. If you have an interest in something and you literally put some sort of love into it, interest plus love, God's, you know, Action. God's, you know, God's guidance mm-hmm. plus the universe's acceptance, man, that's a recipe for whatever you want it to be. Oh, I feel like. Amen, man. Seriously, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I stand here today again because the universe accepts me, not because I wanted to be like, I, I can't just stand up and be like, oh, I'm so, I'm so good. You know, everyone, no, that doesn't yeah. work that way. I don't care how good you are. Right. <laughs> you, you can be so good. And then all of a sudden your attitude's so bad and the universe, yes. the community doesn't accept you. And then, you know, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's really an equation kind of in that round. But uh, that's kind of where it started for me. And that's where I sit. Like, I know it could end tomorrow if, if something mm-hmm. happened. And mm-hmm. I don't ever take it for granted. The fact that I have gigs booked, every time a contract gets renewed, every time somebody calls to get a booking, I'm like thanking them. They're like, oh, thank you. I'm like, no, thank you. And it goes back and forth. I'm like, really? You know, you guys don't really realize you're 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 feeding my family. A <laughs> lesson on humility, ladies and gentlemen. This guy has really started from the bottom up, and you know it didn't come oh, easy. I'm uh, still on the bottom. Dude, <laughs> I'm still on the bottom. But you know, to be able to be like I, you now do this for a living, and to still be like, what can I do to serve you? And this isn't like you said, life look Fridays. I don't want to do the whole self promotion. That is just a very respectable thing because mm-hmm. you do not find that a lot nowadays and a lot of the performers obviously we're not gonna get into that but a lot of them are about you're gonna know who i am and i'm gonna be the best of the best and you know you're gonna be hating on me kind of thing but dude when you have a genuine so, so let me let me throw something out there mm-hmm. just because i don't want to I don't want to throw shade on anybody else right and, and right th- those folks who are so I was fortunate that when I started playing professionally, I was playing professionally in the States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By doing that, you're almost forced into humility. Right. Okay? You cannot, any type of maybe reputation or whatever, or like, or boastfulness or mm-hmm. things that you can have, maybe on Guam because you have a following or you mm-hmm. have a network here in Guam, you almost don't have that in the States. Not, not to mention, I was super fortunate to be able to follow alongside some really seasoned musicians and professionals out there who showed me not only the musical side of things, uh, and, but also showed me the business side of it, right? Which was kind of cool. I learned that. Um, but but I, I was fortunate to have that exposure. So to me, in my eyes, that's where I felt like I needed to go. Some folks on Guam, uh, you know, that's kind of part of the reason why I started the episodes. Some folks on Guam, they want to be a musician, but all they know and all they've seen, all they all they know is is to be that, oh, you know, you're going to know who I am, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can't blame them because that's what they know. That's mm-hmm. what they've seen. That's what they feel like they need to be. And I don't blame them. But uh, I hope that maybe they watch one of my episodes and it says, mm-hmm. it, it shows me literally, okay, so the episodes are, are genuine. Mm-hmm. I don't ask you, hey, you know, I don't do it. I don't ask you for like, buy this, whatever. No, they're genuinely me sharing you like what I feel in my heart, right? So when you, when they, I hope some of them watch those episodes and realize like, oh man, there is another way to do this, mm-hmm. right? Some people come up to me like, hey, how do you get so many followers? I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying not to get followers. That. Right. That's, that's not so. I don't go out every day going, hey, how do I get more followers today? That's not what I do. I go out there saying, what, what? Can I, what, how can I serve other people doing what I do? Mm-hmm. That's like the, you know, I go to an event for a wedding. 
I'm like doing what I do, which is music. How do I serve this wedding? Right. If I go play, I'm you know I'm playing. Here's shameless plug, please. I'm playing at Pika's tonight. <laughs> uh, but I play when I go play tonight at my gig, and and I'm sitting there. I'm literally saying, how can I what I do the music? How can that serve the people who come to eat dinner and hang out mm-hmm. there? Wherever I play, it doesn't matter. If I'm playing live local Fridays, the same thing. Like when I played live local Fridays back in April when we released that song, I was like 100 percent dedicated to you guys you know i'm oz oz was like holy cow this guy brought all of his stuff and i was like yeah i brought extra mixer yep. boards mm-hmm. i brought extra headphones so that oz could like hear the sound and make sure it was I right too. the irig right so you know i did that because i was 100 percent dedicated meaning like the, the genuine my genuine intention in my heart and soul was there because i had something to offer at that point before that, I didn't have anything to offer. <laughs> so don't wait on me, Andy. It's all a good fun. It's all a good fun. All a good fun. But, man, that's pretty deep. I don't know where that's pretty. No, <laughs> sorry I love if, it. I, I sorry love if it. I'm getting a little too oh, deep, everybody. Podcast. No, wait. He, he, he deals with that with me on a daily. Oh, right on. Right on. Right on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all on board with it with you. Time now for Rapid Fire. All right, so this is uh, the part of our podcast where we do rapid-fire questions. We got three <clears throat> questions. We shoot, you answer, and that's how we go. So All right. here we go. All right, uh, breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Why? Uh, I don't like to eat in the morning. I don't know why. I wake uh, up in the morning, I just, I, I mean, there's times when I want breakfast, but usually I enjoy breakfast at, like, after mass. Hey. But, you know, so that's kind of really more brunch. <laughs> but I prefer dinner. I don't know, I prefer dinner. <laughs> All right. Um, if you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, would it be tacos or sushi? Ooh. That's my only choices? That's your only choice. Definitely. I was, I was asked this today, and so I wanted to throw it at you. Definitely sushi because you yeah. Hell yeah. That yeah. Oh, and you said right. tacos? Do you know how Andy many like, combinations of sushi That's you can so have? You know what Andy. he said, too? He said that you know how many flavors you can you know, a taco. do with a taco. Yeah, but, but you like, know how much sushi With the sushi, you could switch it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just rice, soy sauce, and fish. Right. You know, you could switch out, you know, you would chop with shrimp or, right, you know, right, uh, right, I don't right. know. Mm. So to me, right, when I'm an island boy, and when I'm I'm a boy, I like rice and meat and rice and fish is what I jam Mm -hmm. with, and sushi is rice and meat or rice and fish, whatever that is. Just bite-sized versions. No, for real, man. I can elaborate on this later if you guys want. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and last question. Dude, I got to ask, why the hat all the time? Is it just your signature thing, or it's just something you like? No, because I'm losing my hair. Oh okay. shit! Okay, okay, I wasn't. I was expecting that one. Really? <laughs> you know, honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't. I don't have any qualms about it at all. Uh-huh. Uh, I started my my mom's family. Like they they history of hair of being bald, right? And so I started losing my hair, and then like uh, uh, when I started losing my hair, I never even wore hats my whole life. And then I started wearing the hat, and then uh, I even told my wife this year, twenty nineteen, I was like, babe, uh, you know, last year I like, I started shaving my head, right? I was like, so I was like, babe, um. Can I just like post on social media like me without my hat? I was like, and then you know, just like finally come out there and right, you know, like, right. It's you coming? Well, this is me. Guys. This is you me. Know, and I said, you know, maybe I'm gonna do it. Maybe I'm gonna release a single, and it's gonna oh. call "This Is Me," 
And Ooh. literally, the, 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 the album art, it's going to be me without my hat on, me just the shaved head, right? And, 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 but I don't have any problems with it. Like, I go to church, and I don't wear my hat in church. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's tie respect to me walking right <laughs> but, man. But people come up to me in church, they're like, hey, we didn't recognize you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, 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 I'm losing my hair, right? I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't care about my hair. Like, I, I'm losing hair, but that's why I wear the hat. And then the other thing, too, is, like, I started wearing the hat, and people started associating the hat right. with the music. And the music with good vibes. So, mm. actually, removing Joe Guam from the equation, which I'm totally okay with, if they see the hat and the ukulele, that's associated to music and good vibes and Chamorro music and island music. And if they associate the good vibes, it doesn't even matter who's wearing it. You know mm. what I mean? That To me, I was like, they see that silhouette. And mm. I would prefer that you see the silhouette and that you hear the music than you actually see me in my face. I don't care. Like, mm. I don't care. It's funny because when they... Do you remember on the police fallen officer, the GPD fallen mm-hmm. officer ceremony where I was set up? Yes. Where was I set up? In the back. In back. Behind what? The behind big the, monument, right? Right. Could anybody in the audience see me? No. Not I only a single saw person. I was on the back side. Didn't matter to me. Didn't matter. I was like, I'll, I'll set up in the bathroom. Wherever mm. you guys need me to set up, I'll set up. And honestly, that's... So it started being associated with the hat. Like the hat and the ukulele. Like that two together became this thing where people started associating with good vibes. And I was like, hey, good vibes. That's all that matters to me. I don't care about, don't really care about Joe Guam. I really care about more about the Guam than the Joe. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Really? That's so yeah. amazing. I got to respect that. For yeah. reals. But. Much respect. Interesting enough, no, the sushi thing. Mm-hmm. So my sister lived in Italy for, she was stationed there for a while. And I used, and I would go visit her. And uh, we'd sit down and like, you know, I was like, uh, you know, we couple days eat pizza in a row pizza pizza pasta pizza mm-hmm. i was like okay i'm kind of sick of pizza pasta can we eat something else and they're like yeah you know people here in italy uh if you eat like a cheese pizza on monday mm-hmm. and then you eat like a meat pizza on tuesday those are two different things that's not just pizza what right and i was like oh that makes sense because on guam if i eat rice and chicken on monday right. and rice and steak a, on tuesday that's a different that's a different thing <laughs> yeah. but to everybody else that's just rice and meat yeah it's well you just rice bro right it's rice and meat it's rice and a protein but like so i was like yeah that's so right like i get now now i see why they're gonna eat they're gonna eat a you know they're gonna eat a, a pizza that has uh you know vegetables the next day right. and then pro- mm. so or or see, seafood one day and then you know so Kind of going back to what you're saying, like, would you, what would you eat? Honestly, to me, like, rice and fish, that's... If I could eat something for the rest of my life... It's got to be rice. Rice mm-hmm. and fish. Whether the fish is fried, sashimi, right. you know, whatever. Kudu. Or kudu oh, or, man. you know, baked barbecue. or barbecue, Ooh, whatever. Wow. Like, I could literally live uh, for the rest of my life on rice and fish. Same that's here, That's how I Yeah, so, but... Same. Crazy. Like, every oh. single day I could eat that. But, yeah, nice. for the rest of your life, rice and fish or pizza. Oh, man. Don't Amen, man. Take that. All right, so and we're back. What an awesome one we had. That was, I love it. I love how these, you know, because these little questions, things kind of break it out, you know, kind of take us away from, you know, the whole serious type of life of the podcast. Little fun. Now we're back to, you know, talk about more of um, Joe Guam. And uh, I got to ask, was, why Joe Guam? The The name. name. Yeah. The name was given to me. Oh. Right. So my last name, everybody, is Pereira. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I saw that so email. I, I didn't know until oh. I saw. The, oh, so I got know. the emails from you. I'm like, oh, right. oh so his name's Pereira. Yeah. I know that. Right on. No, his so, last name is not Guam. Right, my last name's not Guam. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you, Ty. Try spelling it. Go for it. Oh damn. Oh man. P. Mm-hmm. Is this the original original Pereira? 
There's, there's only one person. Wait, is there another person? No. Joe just wanted to turn the tables on me. Damn Go ahead. P- Give it a shot, and then it'll, it'll drive home my point as to why Joe won. P-E-R-I-R-A. See? So my whole life, it, it was always mispronounced and misspelled. Okay? Mm. But the real reason why I got Joe Guam is um, 1999, I graduated high school. There, did that just told you how old I am. 1999, I graduated high school. I was fortunate to play Division One college football. NCAA what? Division One college football, right? I played for San Jose State University three seasons. Oh, what? So I went to San Jose State, graduated FD, played four years here in Guam, graduated FD. Um, some statistical people have told me that I was the first four-year Guam graduate to make it to NCAA Division One. Wow. Whatever that means, statistically wow. cool. To me, I'm like, I'm going to just try my best, right? So I go out there and I play. That year, six Joes signed on the team. Oh. Six okay. Joes. Um, the seniors, who are really fond of giving people nicknames, they gave some of the other Joes some funny nicknames. And I was like, oh, man, thank God, thank God I'm going to get a funny one. I was actually just Guam. Like okay. they're, they're, just, they're just like Guam where are you Guam where are you Guam 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 it was just Guam Guam and you know a lot of them my friends were Samoan and black so mm-hmm. you know how they, they're lingo they talk yeah, that kind of stuff so it's like Guam 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 and then it became just evolved like Guam Joe Guam 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 Joe Guam Joe Guam uh, so okay. it kind of evolved so I was Joe Guam for a while right and so, like I said some of those guys got some not some really not so nice names right but it was kind of cool but anyways I became Joe Guam and that's kind of how everyone knew me and that's where I got the nickname when I was playing college football as a matter of fact like I didn't show up to one meeting one time a football meeting and I got reamed by the coach Guam why weren't you in this meeting and I was like coach my name's on the list he's like let's go over to the list and he points on the board he's like your name's right there Joe Guam. <laughs> I, I was like, Guam. right? I was like, oh, my last name's Pereira. He's like, I don't want to ask. You're not on. You better look for Guam. And I was like, all right, I'll look for Guam. So it's kind of cool. So I came back to Guam 2011, and I decided to, you know, start playing music again here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't carry Guam when I go back to Guam. That's stupid. <laughs> like, people aren't gonna accept that, right? So I started going back under Joe Pereira, and I was playing at a place. Uh, actually, it's closed down, so I could talk about it. I was playing at the Cove. Remember the Cove? I remember the Cove. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was playing there every Saturday at the Cove. It was awesome, jamming out. And people, you know, someone called in, and the bartender picked the phone, and he's like, Hey, Joe, how do you say your last name again? He's like, Oh, it's Joe Pariah playing. I'm like, Who? You know, like, and so it was like this whole thing about, like, you know, if you, if you kind of want to make it easy for people to find you or know mm-hmm. you or just right. to get to know you, just to connect with you. I was like, okay, I have to, okay, so what, <laughs> Pariah is not working out, it's a little too hard for everybody, right, <laughs> like, you know, so, anyways, I went back to, as I asked my wife, I was like, what should I do, and she's like, you know, everybody knows you as Joe Guam, there was this YouTube video of me in the airport that came out one time, me playing my right, so, like, the people on Guam who know you, they, music-wise, they know you as Joe Guam, it's like, you could just keep it, so, I went back and Joe Guam, I was like, I threw it out there seeing if people were going to react and people started, I, I play Chamorro music, right. I play Island music and I love playing Chamorro music. I don't just do it because I have to, I love playing Chamorro music. So people were like, oh yeah, cool, Joe Guam, Chamorro music. I was like, hey, right on. They accepted Joe Guam. So mm-hmm. I kind of kept it that way. And honestly, it's, like I said, the first time I saw and announced your name and like in my head, I'm like, this guy, like, like I'm pretty sure he's going to play some Chamorro, he's going to play some Guam jams and right off the set first song on the set list 
forgot what it was, but it was Chamorro's song. And then from there on, he mixed it with <laughs> Island and back to Chamorro. And I'm like, whoa, I love this. Man, thank you, bro. And it was crazy. From there, like I said, I literally started texting Chris like, yo, have you know this guy, Joe? And he's like, yeah, Joe Guam, yeah. I know Joe Guam. It's like, oh, man, this guy is awesome. Oh, man, thank you, Joe. Thank you, brother. So, thank honestly, just... <laughs> that's I love what Joe, it, man. Joe that's Guam, the story of Joe perfect. Guam, man. That's where it came from. You know, I, I keep it because... I mean, that's, I keep it because people accept it, you know. To me, uh, especially, like, when on social media, people away, you know, they see me playing the ukulele. Mm-hmm. I got mad love for the Hawaiians because... Um, uh, I'm sponsored by Hawaiian bu- ukulele builder Kolo ukulele. Shout out to them, you know. Thank you for supporting me and just my mission. But um, uh, when I play the ukulele, people think I'm from Hawaii instantly. No, no fault to that. The Hawaiians and the ukulele are, are synonymous, mm-hmm. right? I mean, please, that's everyone knows that. But when they see the the, the name Joe Guam, they're like, oh, wait a minute, Hawaii ukulele. Guam, Joe Guam, this guy's from Guam. Oh, cool, he's playing Chamorro music. Oh, cool, on the ukulele, that's cool too. You know, so there, it kind of ties back to the roots. So I kind of like that too, Hell you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know, I feel like it's kind of cool to have that. And I love seeing people out in the, you know, in the community when I go to the store and they're like, oh, it's Joe Guam. I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're, they're like, oh, cool. And I'm like, oh man, thank you for it. Literally, like they don't know, like I'm more thankful that they made that connection than mm-hmm. they know. They're like, oh, we got to see Joe Guam. I'm like, oh, I got to see you. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even know. I'm like, they're like, you know, can we take a picture? I'm like, please. <laughs> like, really, like that's kind of how I feel every day. It's not, it's not a, it's not a show. Mm-hmm. It's literally like I wake up going, thank God I have a gig today. You know, there's times when I'm super tired. Like I'm so tired. I mean, okay, I just got this call yesterday. The guy's like, hey Joe, um, uh. I wanted to see if you're available on September, whatever it was. I can't remember the date, whatever. And I go, let me check my calendar real quick. I was like, oh, man, you know, I already got a gig. And he's like, you got a gig that day? I was like, yeah, I play for lunch uh, uh, that day, 1130 to 130. And he's like, oh, man, it's my dad's 76th birthday. And I was like, oh. Oh, man. And I was in my head, I'm like, oh, man. And I said, oh, not because I was bummed. That, you know, I, first of all, he's, and, and he said, my, and, and my dad was I was asking if you could play for him. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, first of all, thank you for just thinking of my music. Uh, you know, I, and just thinking of my music for this event, that's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, thank you. And he's like, oh, no, man, we really love your music. I was like, oh, thank you, God, thank you. But I said, oh, uh, and then I said, you know, I already have a gig that day. And I said, but I... I don't like to do double gigs in a day. It hurts the vocals. It really makes yeah. it tough. And I said, but man, I, I, I really, I, I, it's, I can't say no. I can't say no to wow. this. Like, it's so hard. And he goes, mm-hmm. you know, Joe, my dad, we almost lost my dad la- this year. Mm-hmm. And he goes, so we're having this, you know, it's a 76. It's not really a big number, you know. I mean, it's not like, it's not like the 80th or the 100, mm-hmm. you know. But, but we almost lost him, so we wanted to do something big and you know and he he asked you know that guy Joe Guam and I'm like in my head I'm like uh, you're that uh, 76 years old how does he know about Joe Guam you know and I kinda, how does he know and then he goes cause you play the Chamorro music no, man no cause he said cause you played at uh, at, at my uncle's uh, you know and he remembered you from my uncle's da 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 and I was like Oh, you know, I didn't say that out, but he says, you know, he played at my uncle's thing, and my dad remembered you, and so he asked for. He's like, can we get see if Joe Bomb's available? And I was like, I'll do this for you guys, man. Oh, I mean, nice. Just again, it's going back to like I feel like God gave me a talent, and that's not that talent's not just for me to just right. wobble in. It's it's right. really for me to serve. So, for, right, it's mm-hmm. a service. You know, that's kind of where I, my head is, man. So, 
that's genuine. That's what's in my heart. I don't. I don't know if that's the right thing. I, you know, people ask me like, "What's the formula?" You know, being a <laughs> social media influencer. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know those things, man. Like, I just try to do what I feel is right in my heart, and mm-hmm. you know, I I listen to people's reaction. <clears throat> if I do something and people don't like it, I'm not gonna do it again. That's not cool. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna try and push up my agenda on somebody. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of what I feel. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so we know where. The name came from. We know where the music started. I want to know where the spirit started because you have, you are not like many energies that we would come across. Oh, wow. Now, I want to know who your main influences are. Obviously, we know that you're a religious guy. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, what, I mean, aside from your faith, what else do you turn to that has helped? shape you to who you are like whether it's podcasts or you know uh, who do you look up to Um, what do you listen to so I I guess if I had to answer that question uh, it's a loaded question right Mm -hmm. I mean we're all um, a a mixture of everything that we we choose to accept and consume Mm -hmm. right if a certain type of music comes your way and you don't like the music, you will choose not to accept the music, mm-hmm. meaning you won't listen to it. You won't remember it. You won't ever want to go after it again. So we're all um, really a combination, a mixture, and a formation of everything we choose to accept. Um, and so uh, I've always had high energy. <laughs> That's not a good thing. If you ask all the nuns in the schools that I went to, <laughs> I was always like, oh, I, I, I was, I was oh, asked. Victoria, she could relate to that. Oh uh, my <laughs> gosh, I swear. Like, if you ask the nuns, they yeah, they remember the smartest and they remember the most, the, the naughtiest. The naughty. And I definitely wasn't the smartest. Did you used to get the the toxic excessively disrupted? Oh, oh worse. man, that was. I got ooh. worse. So my my parents who knew the nuns personally said, you know, you know, say so now. If he gets out of line, just my fault, right? I got that. I got that. And I was like, hey, is that, is that legal? Yeah. <laughs> you know, can you put it? Your mother said, I'm like, oh, my God. My, my mom. So, yeah, I was always high energy. Uh, I don't know if that was a good thing in school, but I just it's always stuck with me. Uh, I don't drink caffeine because that's if I do, it gets bad. Uh, I don't. So I, I, I rarely, rarely drink caffeine. But so if I had to really talk about, like, where it comes from and uh, I would probably say it's an investment in positivity. Uh, what I mean by that, man, like this is going to be a weird one. You're like, how, Joe, how is this going to work, right? I think I'll be able to <laughs> this is an investment understand you on, on so, that spiritual side. So going back to what I said about like, you know, everybody's a, a formation or a, or a compilation of what they choose to accept and consume, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a, lo- a, a long time ago, I want to say maybe about... 15 years ago, 15, something like that, 15, 20 years ago, um, I decided to, no offense, I decided to stop reading the news. Mm -hmm. Um, Because every time I read the news, I mean, uh, a a lot of what's on the news is something negative. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, oh, and and, and then people like, well, how do do you not read the news? How do you stay up to date on on things or whatever? And I felt like, well, you know, every time there's something I really need to know, uh, somebody, somebody, who's worried enough about it for them and me mm-hmm. will find we'll a way to tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like if, okay. it's, if it's on Facebook, they'll repost it or someone will call right. you or someone mm-hmm. will, you know, will post it on your family chat or something mm-hmm. that, that, you know, and, and you don't even need to rely on it. And guess what? If you don't know about it, 
guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Really, yeah. I, I can live. Exactly. Yeah. Right? I like that. So, so there's this positivity that I've really subscribed to a long time ago. If you look at my social media, when I first became, when I said I'm going to become a musician, my, 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 my social media is going to become public. I took, I, and I literally said, all right, I told my wife, from this point on, we have a positivity only uh, uh, policy on social media. Love that. Really, like nothing. You'll never see me like, and then I say, every time you comment on somebody's, you ask yourself, number one, is it positive? And if it's not, you can't do it. As a number two, you ask yourself, if it is positive, does it have a purpose? And if it has a purpose to help somebody else, then let's do it. It is just give value to somebody, right? That's what I think when I post something. Mm -hmm. So when I post that, hey, I'm playing at Pika's, it's free music, and you, if you're having dinner and you like Pika's, great, that's a positivity thing for me. If you don't like Pika's, okay, don't come. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no harm, no harm, no foul. But like, you know, those kind, that's kind of I, I invested and I subscribe to positivity. That's where my energy comes from. So, uh, how, where did that? Uh come with your wife because from you know what we've heard you guys sound like a great team i mean in terms of music wise and was there ever a time where she was kind of like you know has she always been supportive oh of man you with that? so you know we my wife was on uh, like some of our very first musical videos because she's you know amazing she sang harmony on all of those and i forced her to be on it i'm like you're gonna be on this she's like why me you know <laughs> so i was like you're singing harmony and you gotta be on the video so it was really fun man. so people think that like oh this is an awesome couple we have our ups and downs everybody does right. mm -hmm. there's no there's no perfect couple mm -hmm. right we have our ups and downs too every marriage has their ups and downs if it's perfect it's not perfect right you know <laughs> and so like i i i think i i read a quote somewhere that said like um uh, a perfect couple is a, a perfect marriage is not a marriage of two perfect people it's a marriage of two people who who two very imperfect people who refuse to give up on each other wow so honey thank you for not giving up on me i love you <laughs> for the rest of your life so that's kind of where you know our but yeah uh where did my wife subscribe to that we're very different people um and that's everyone knows that like uh she's not a performer well, she is a performer. She mm -hmm. performs amazing. Like, I was like, but when I tried to get her to do gigs, it was it was something that she ne never did before, and so she was kind of nervous. And I was like, I got you. Just follow me. I got you. You know, let me let me help you. I, I got you. I've been doing. It. I can do this in my sleep. Let me help you. Right. Mm -hmm. Just focus on the people and serving them. Right. But I was like, since she was fifteen, she was the choir director and the piano player for church wow. every Sunday. And so I was like, you play every Sunday <laughs> in front of hundreds of people mm -hmm. that you don't know without uh, batting your eye. And you're like, bam, 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 bam. You play the whole mass. And then like you, you're going to go play to 20 people at a bar and you're worried about mm -hmm. that. These people are drinking. They don't, they're not going to criticize yeah, you. Right. <laughs> you know, that's where I want to play. But when I go to church, I mean, seriously, when I went to church and I'm setting up, I had the ukulele mm -hmm. and the, some of the bio, the, the bio come out mm -hmm. like, Hey boy, uh, did you ask father if he can play that ukulele here? Yeah. You know, if father approve you to play that ukulele here, you know, and I'm like, and my wife's like, no, no, say now he's a, he's a, he's a really good musician, you know. So she had to like vouch for me because she's the piano player uh -huh. and they know her. She's a really good musician, and then after the, they're like, oh wow, that sounds really good, boy. And I'm like, oh thank you, <laughs> you know. But yeah, so um, so we're very different people, uh, and I feel like we complement each other well. And here's a great example, like musically. She's a musical monster. She's, she can read music, like she knows like. Can you read her music too? No, 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can record. <laughs> right? I was about to say. Cause like, so like notes set. in front of me. I mean, I mean, I could, I could get, like, it takes me a while, but I can't, okay, I can't sight read. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't sight read. So she can sight read, right? I can figure out the notes eventually, but mm. I can't sight read. It's just not the way I play, right? And so, so she's amazing. She's a monster in music. Like, she's my foundation so like if i write something in the studio and i'm like you know like say i'm recording a song and i write the bass line mm -hmm. for it or something i will write compose what i'm composing based on what i feel is right and then um and then i'll i'll uh, bounce it down to a little stem and i'll send it to her and she'll that. get all music theory on you well i'll go honey here's i wrote the bass line what do you think and she'll go Okay, let me listen. So she'll call me back five minutes later and she'll be like, okay, it sounds great, except for the, we just need to talk about this one part. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then she that's, her, that's her nice way of telling me that that, that part is totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, we need to talk about this one part. And then I'm like, okay. And then I look back, I'm like, oh my God, she's right. That's wrong. That's a wrong part. I need to change it, you know? Like literally, I have this cool story of um, when we first met. First of mm -hmm. all, she didn't think the ukulele was a real instrument. <laughs> Whoa. Play the look at me now, honey, right. paying the bills with it. Right, so she's like, she's like, oh, you play the ukulele, that's nice. <laughs> that's <laughs> right? cute. So then we went like one of our first dates and I brought the ukulele Ooh. and I was like, okay, I'll play a song for you. And then when I play, she's like, oh, wow, that's a, you really, you really can play that. And I'm like, man, that's messed up, right? <laughs> like, you know, those piano players, they're amazing, right? right? They yeah. play left hand and right hand and we just do one thing, right? They do two things, <laughs> like this kind of thing. So anyways, um, so we're, you know, uh, and I go, I go, you want to hear a song that I recorded a while ago? This is a song I recorded like, oh, years ago, man, like 15 years ago. Kind of garage band type stuff, right? And it was not released or anything, but it was an island song, a cover that I made. Can I pull out the ukulele to show you? Yeah, dude. Sure. Is that, is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, so I got an ukulele here, and it's an island song that I covered at all my gigs, and I made a solo to to it myself. I actually need to get Dude, a Dude, that is a nice uke. Oh, yeah. This is... Hey, shout out to Colo Ukulele, man. Thank you. This is a custom uke. That's a legit yeah, uke. A custom uke they made. You can't see it, but my name's on the fretboard because... Oh, it, nice. This, is, this thing's been through probably a thousand gigs, maybe. Maybe wow. more. So. Um, yeah, you can't see it. It used to be it used to be a uh, color, uh, cola color, but now it's... Heavy duty. It's just oil, finger oil color. Huh. <laughs> right? Finger duty. So... Oh, it's a little out of tune. Anyways. So... So... I had this ukulele and there's a song that I used to play. You guys all know it. And it goes, oh wait. Better, okay. So there's a song, you guys know it, it goes. Down way where the nights are gay and the sunshine daily on a mountain. Right, you got it, right? Yeah. So, you know, and the original, right? It's like, down the way where the night. That's the original, right? That's why I made a little island beat, right? And so from that, I created, I composed a little ukulele solo to it that goes like this. It goes, uh, something like that, right? Okay, and I'm just nervous. I don't know why I got nervous, but I, I just messed it up. So, but you see how fast that was, right? Yeah. That was pretty fast. That mm -hmm. wasn't like a little, it was pretty, it was fast. It was like, yeah. Right? Something like that. So she goes, she hears the recording of it and she goes, uh, there's a wrong note in there. And I go, <laughs> what? No, mind you, I had been playing this solo for 10 plus years at gigs. Mm -hmm. Right? She's like, there's a, there's a wrong note in there. And I go, no, there's not. Uh -huh. I'm like, no, there's not. I'm playing, you know, I'm playing the right note. No, there's not. And she goes, 
Yeah, there is. She was play it back again. So I play it back full speed, uh-huh. right? Uh, on the on the the radio, where MP3 player, whatever, full speed. And she goes, and and I, and it's literally in a part where I'm going like. She goes right there, and I go. What? <laughs> like that was a flurry of notes. It wasn't even like on a s- slow part. Oh, it was like man. on a. Right. She caught it. She's like, "Is a wrong note?" And I go, "Right there." And then she goes, "I go, no way. There's a wrong note." And then she goes, "Go get your ukulele." So I get the ukulele. And she goes, "Keep play it slow." So I'm like. And I go, oh my God, that is the wrong note. That that note is not in the scale. It's not even in that chord. It is the wrong note. She's like, you couldn't hear it? I'm like, no, I couldn't. Oh my God. But she heard it. And it, she heard it in, in that. You know what I'm how like? Fast oh, you caught it. One note, dude. Wow. I was like, how is that possible? So it's pretty awesome, right, for, for me to come around. So I was like, wow, that's amazing. So whenever I have something in the studio that, that I record or that, that I um, compose, I send it to her, and it's amazing. So in the last song, You Brought By My Smile, mm-hmm. there's, I don't remember what it was, but there's one part where I was doing, I was arranging and producing the vocal harmony arrangement. There's a couple parts where you hear some harmony in there. And I think the melody went like, da, 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 right? So it went down two times, da, 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 right? So I, I get the third interval harmony for that, and whatever that third interval harmony is, it's like, da, 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 right? So I follow it, and I record it, and I send it to her, and she goes, um, it sounds all great except for this one syllable. She's like, you go down two times. In the harmony, I go, yeah, that's the melody, and I'm following the melody. And she goes, yeah, but don't go down two times. Just go down once and stay there. And I was like, mm. so she said, instead of going, da, 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 she goes, just go, da, 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 right? And I was like, oh, let me go look. And I go and look back, and she's right, because I switch to a chord on that third note, and the chord stays on that note, doesn't go down. Oh, but you thought it went down. Another. I followed Melly, and I was like, oh, God, she's amazing. What would I do without right. you? So, and then, you know, someone asked me, like, so how do you feel when she kind of corrects you? Like, I was like, I love it. Yeah, it's like, it's amazing. You. Like, right. if without her, that song would have went live with that in there, you know what I mean? And so I just i am so grateful for her. She's, she's amazing. Like, I, I keep trying to tell her, like, you know, and there was one time, too, I made a production decision on one of our songs and she's like no don't do that I'm like no I'm doing it that's my decision I'm that I'm the producer on this song I'm that's she goes I'm writing the next song and I was like yes write the next 10 songs I really want her to write I really want to write music I bet you I mean I know she has amazing you know thoughts in her mind and emotions that she can portray and just her on the piano if you hear in the piano like I'm pretty sure she's amazing wow when you hear the piano it's like there's times where, well, right now she has the baby everywhere she goes, right? But there's times where, like, uh, um, if, if, I'm, if I'm playing at, I used to play at uh, The Point at mm-hmm. Sheraton, and it has a piano there, and I would play right next to the piano. And then my wife would come, and then you know, I'd have the crowd out, and I'd be like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is a treat. It's like, I'm going to call my wife up to play. And then she's like, oh, what? And I put her on the spot. I was like, everybody just keep clapping until she walks up here, <laughs> you know? And so she gets up, and then I open the piano lid, and... She gets done and she's like, what are we going to play? I'm like, let's play this. And she starts playing and everybody's like freaking out. Wow. Like, wow, your wife plays like that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's amazing, man. So it's kind of cool to have that. And then it's crazy because like she's 
very structured, reads notes, reads music, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the exact opposite. Like, so when I, I feel like this, she right? Goes when I have like a musical thought, I'm uh -huh. like, "Well, I want to do this," and I do that, and then she'll go, "Okay, that's great. Let's do that." And here's the technical correction. Mm. You, you, you get, do works. this, right? It and really so she works. she fine tunes it. You know what I mean? Which is amazing. So it kind of or or she'll do something, and I'll go, "Oh, that works." I'm like, "But let's feel it." And here, do this. And she's mm -hmm. like, "Okay, yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, get that going." You know. And so we kind of tell each other it's kind of cool, and then you know. I think the the ultimate test, though, for me, every time I bring a scratch track home, like I put something together in the studio, I'm like, "What do you think about this?" Like, you know, the beginning of the the beginning of you brought back my smile was the mm -hmm. guitar. Mm -hmm. So I came home with that, and I was like, "What do you think about this?" And I was like, "Oh, that sounds good. That's a good start." But really, in my head, I looked at my daughter, and my daughter was like dancing. And I was like, <laughs> "All right." So if my four-year-old starts dancing, right. I'm like, I know I'm going in the right uh -huh. spot, yeah. you know. And even Magahe, when I released that song in in uh, in April, that song that goes. Ooh, right? So yeah. I came home, played that. Ooh, my daughter's like, ooh, she starts ah. dancing. I'm like, that's it. If she doesn't dance, then I know I need to go back in the studio and do something. Something's different. wrong. <laughs> I need keep because it's it's appealing to all the ages, and you you get the daughter and wife approval, so you know right. you're doing something right. All right, man. Well, we know that you have been obviously very busy. Uh, what do you have in the works? Um. So. Release strategy-wise, um, we want to release a single, at least a single, every month for the rest of the year. That's nice. I like that. Right. And so that's our release strategy. Oh, I'm excited for that. Right. Uh, so, uh, and the crazy thing about release strategies is they change with every release. That's pretty mm -hmm. much how it works. I mean, when, when you're not releasing an album, right? right. And, and for me... Um, yeah, everyone has their own release strategy. So I don't want to knock the people who, who release albums because I feel like releasing albums is a great thing. Uh, just for me and how I play, you know, so many gigs a month, which is amazing. Uh, you know, in the month of, I, th I think in the month of August, I played like 29, 28, 29 gigs, Whoa. which was amazing. Like, again, thank you, Guam. Um, but so I play a bunch of gigs, getting time in the studio to record and write I feel like one single a month is what I can do, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, as opposed to, you know, waiting a year to release mm -hmm. an album. So, and another thing, cool thing is about when I when I release singles, I can release them with different stories. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And and if there is an event like, like I released that you brought back my smile. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be in July, but it was for my cousin's mm -hmm. ten, ten year anniversary, ago. right? <laughs> and so you know, I released. I was like July for their anniversary. That's where we're targeting. This is the song, you know. And so. Um, we're releasing a single a month, and then uh, uh, so it'll be. Uh, there's a cover, a Chamorro translation cover nice. that I'm releasing uh, in September, which is we're only doing that cover because it was like highly requested. So I did it live on live mm -hmm. um, on my Facebook live show, and then released it on YouTube. Uh, it's that song. I remember days when we were younger. I don't know if you know that song. It's uh, originally done by Olomana, and it's the song, Hawaiian song called Kuuhome o Kahalu'u, right? Me aloha kuuhome o kahalu'u, right? So I, what I did is I play that song, and I play it locally because I love the way it mm -hmm. sounds, and people love that song. But uh, the, the Hawaiian music in it, uh, I felt like everybody was getting lost with that. So what I did was I looked up the Hawaiian translation 
and I translated it to Chamorro. Wow. Whoa, okay. And okay. I only I only did that so that I'm a writer, I'm a composer. Mm-hmm. And when I write and compose, what I'm really writing and composing and giving the listener is mo- emotions. Mm-hmm. My emotions. That's what I'm giving. Yeah, there's technical music that's involved in there, but I'm really giving that emotion that comes mm-hmm. across. Um, so when I cover a song, I dig deep into the composer's emotion and I try to give that mm-hmm. because that's what they gave, right? That's their emotion. So when I translated it, I translated it to tomorrow so that when I sing it at a, at a show here, people can actually feel the emotion that the composers were thinking of. Right, mm-hmm. so Kahalu'u is a town in Hawaii. It's a it's a city in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and he talks about longing for the town of Kahalu'u, which is where he's from. And so I was like, well, I can't. There's no Kahalu'u in Guam, mm-hmm. and I'm right. not gonna pick a village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what I translated it to was Mahaling Nuhagu, mm-hmm. which stands for you know, like I'm longing for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you could be your village, you could be ah, your island, okay. you could be your wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the emotion still stands true with the composer that he was longing for Kahalu, so whatever's in his body, what he was longing for. So that's kind of where I went with it. And so people have requested, like, hey, can you put that on Spotify? Can you put that on iTunes? And you know, literally, I get messages all the time for it. And so the only way to put it on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music is to actually formally covered it with a license and mm. get that out right and record it so what i have right now on youtube is a live version of it that is is was released on youtube under the youtube license okay. the blanket license that allows everyone to cover music now right so that's where that's where it sits so that that'll be the next track in september uh october i have a very uh i'm shooting to uh release an original my Ooh. first cousin my first cousin's husband, um, he used to work for KUAM. His name is Guahusi Vic Mendiola. If you guys, maybe before your time. Way before. Way yeah. before. One of the OGs, I guess. Definitely the OGs. Mm-hmm. So look. My uh, mom might know. Yeah. <laughs> look on TV. Look on the networks, right? He's Guahusi Vic Mendiola. It's my first cousin's husband. We loved him, man. Uh, he passed away in May. Uh, so we're really sad by that. But he was a musician, too. And he had a bunch of stuff. So he... My cousin sent me a video of him that he took from his phone. He literally put his phone in front of his piano and he, he started playing this piece that he wrote on the piano. And she was like, uh, this is one of Vic's like, there's no, there's no lyrics to it, nothing. Just literally started playing. She goes, if you could do something with it, that'd be great. So the quality of the recording on the phone was actually pretty good. Mm. So I asked her to give me like the high quality off the phone and um, I'm actually gonna try I'm gonna try my best. Hopefully, he guides me. You know, he's there with me. And so, but uh, I'm gonna try my best. I want to use his actual playing on the oh, phone wow. as the intro, mm-hmm. and then take it from there and compose a song from it. Oh, that would be so, beautiful. And and my cousin's birthday is is October 22nd. So I'm hoping to release that on her birthday. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. And then oh. November, my wife and I want to do a uh, want to do a, a duet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So like a you know a male female thing. So hopefully I can write a song for November to do that. And then um, December comes around holidays. Uh, I want to write a, I, last year I wrote um, a, a holiday original. And in my mind I had a holiday original was Christmas Eve. So I wrote that song called Holiday Reasons, right. which is the reason for why you're in the holidays. And I was like, I, in my mind I was like, I'm going to write this song and it's about Christmas Eve. Like what, what do you do on Christmas Eve? So where were you Christmas Eve last year? Oh, I 
Well, my anniversary with my boyfriend is actually Christmas Day,、mm-hmm. so we were together. There you go. So at our friend's house. So it's usually with family, people you、mm-hmm. love, people that you want. So、yeah. that's kind of why and the reasons for the the reasons, right? That's、mm-hmm. holiday reasons. So, so this year I want to write a song about Christmas Day because I wrote about Christmas Eve. No, I want to write about、Day. Christmas Day. Yeah. So that's、oh. where.、Mm-hmm. Crazy thing though, the very first time my wife and I went on a date was Christmas night. That's crazy.、Wow. Yeah. What? I heard you right across, man. Right on.、Hey. So yeah.、Wow. So we Christmas night. Yeah. I remember we were done with the families. We were messing each other. We were already started kind of talking to each other. And hey, what are you doing? You want to go for a drink? She's like, Are you done with family? She's like, I'm done with family. So we went to go see Jesse Ruby. Oh, oh, nice! Perfect. Yeah. On、yeah. uh, in January, I wrote a song that I per, that、uh, original song that I performed for my wife on our wedding day. Oh. And it was a surprise to her, so she didn't know.、Uh, and it was pretty much everything that I said when I proposed to her. Oh. In song、oh, form.、Man. So I want to release that in January on her birthday. So it's kind of cool. The singles I can.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her birthday is in January, and I want to release, record that, and release that on her birthday.、Oh, and、man. it keeps it fresh. Like I, I love the the strategy.、Mm-hmm. It keeps it fresh because when you do it in an album style, you put it all in one, and you know you put it, you release it today. You know people love it, <coughs> love each and every track, but they listen and listen. But if you do it every, like you said,、uh, every month. With the different themes, I think、right. it keeps things、uh, oh, man. fresh. That's a that's a that's a byproduct of just the fact that it's literally like the only time I have, you、yeah. know,、right. to release the、uh-huh. single. I got can have much more time. You、so. know what? The whole universal timing works out for you, man. Sometimes with albums, you know, they have to leave out some stuff just because oh, maybe it doesn't go with the flow right, or the or theme. Right, or doesn't match with the theme of the exactly. album. Exactly.、Right. So with you doing it every month, you know, you're able to dedicate、it. really that one song for a specific reason. Man, I love that. I never、so、even thought of that. There's、way. a、mm-hmm. lot more meaning. That's to cool.、It. Yeah, the story, right? Right.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can tell different stories. And that's really so、well. now people won't will, will will always think of you like okay. Joe Gomez is not just for、uh, happy music. You, know,、mm-hmm. you do the happy music. You do the you know this、yeah. different theme type of thing. So people are like, yeah, like you,、uh, Joe Gomez got a new one. Oh, I'm, not, I'm excited to hear what this. Oh one, man! You know, and certain、about. songs will、yeah. really talk about with certain people. I just gave me goosebumps like <laughs> just to hear that people are excited to. It. Man, that's cool. I I write music just to write music and to you know share it with the world. But I, it it just amazes me that people actually want to hear it. So that thank you. Thank you, anyone who's listening. I really appreciate you, Joe Guam, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thank you so much for coming Man, on.、Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Do you thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule? We know you have a gig.、Uh, and literally in a couple minutes. I know. So <laughs>、uh, before we wrap it up,、uh, where can people follow you? Where can people listen to your music? Right now, if you're listening to this, so podcast time.、Uh, it is September fifth, two thousand nineteen. I play at、um, Pika's Cafe for lunch on Wednesday and Pika's Cafe for dinner on、yes. Thursday. They just open up for dinner, so yeah,、nice. right on. Awesome. Brand new fresh menu, which is pretty cool. Which you guys are gonna try in a bit, right? Oh、Monday. heck yeah! I yeah. hope they left us some. I hope so too, man. They better. If not, come to Pico's. We'll get. <laughs> and then、uh, on Fridays and Mondays and some Saturdays, I play at California Pizza Kitchen, the new one, which is over the plaza. Ooh, yes, we、like. went to the we media opening. opening right, right, right. So that's where I play now.、Uh, you can find all my shows, all my public shows. On my schedule on my website joeguam.com.、Uh, just click on shows, you'll see it right in there. So that.、Um, If it's easier for you on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I'm not really. A, I'm not, my Twitter game is. I'm not on Twitter too. My Twitter's, you know. I just go there to read the other stuff. I just look for stuff. But even、up. that, man, you remember I told you the whole negativity. Yes, yes, yes. Man, yes, Twitter burns me. Like it literally, it literally burns me, man. Like、yeah. when I read something, like oh 
man, why is it keep yeah. getting more and more negative? I'm like, come on. Yeah. That's why I love I love Instagram because Instagram is you know people. You, it's hard to share stuff on mm-hmm. Instagram. Like you can't just share things. And so people have to post about themselves and you kind of see a lot of true colors of people. You can tell a lot about someone based off of their social media. Right, especially Instagram. So yes. if you so so you could choose who you follow. And I really like, if people start posting negative stuff, I'm sorry, but I, I just unfollow you. Like, I, <laughs> right. That really affects me. you're not me. about that. Yeah, well, not it affects me in the music yeah, and everything, yeah. right? So man, if I see happy people, I, you know, so I surround myself with that. So I love seeing that. That's kind of cool. So yeah, if you're on... Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on YouTube. Um, you know, I try to just be on all the networks, really to get the music to the people, and not really to ask them people to come to the music. Right. You know, so but yeah, that's where you can find me pretty much. Um, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, all those kinds of things. Whatever we released, it, it'll be on there. So there's a little bit more on YouTube because yeah, it's a little bit less stringent on those licenses. So but that's about it, man. Well, you can find me on. I ninety four six three seven zero zero nine four. The new one. Call in and request the latest yeah, single. Man. We were the the world Premier. Day, world, world premiere. That's right. You were the first <laughs> people to play the song to a public audience. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Too, man. I, I cannot you guys. wait to hear what else you have dropping. Man, because, thank man, you. Your music, your energy, it, you can really get it through your music. Oh. And I'm so glad that we were able to get you on. And we cannot wait to get you on for another Live, live Local Friday. Yeah! Right on. Seriously, man. Uh, so I told, every time I get a text from Andy or Vic about it, <laughs> it's always like, when, what date, and what time. Mm-hmm. And if I, literally, if I have, if I'm open, I'll do it. Well, you know what? They've tried to hit you up. I have not tried yet. So. Right on. So it's really no, about... No, actually, I did at the Digital Summit, and he was already... Wait, did I do it? No. No, I got you on for a podcast, and you were automatically like, right. yeah, podcast. I'm down. Okay. So you know what? Crop Live that. local? Yeah. Back. All right. So yeah, it's just a matter of the date and the time, and you know, really now. So again, I just released a single, so I have something to give now. Yes. And it's out there for free, so that's kind of cool. I have something to contribute. All so right. thank you guys for having me. Thank you, everybody who's listened to this. I really appreciate you guys. All right, and that pretty much wraps up another edition of It's a Hang Thing. And we'll see you at the next episode. Bye! Bye!